Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I'm Troy Roberts for the CBS News broadcast, 48 Hours. In this week's podcast interview, we look at the disappearance of U.S. Army medic Kelly Bardot. Fort Bragg is located in Fayetteville, North Carolina, a military town through and through. So a missing woman, one of the military's own, is big news. Kelly was last seen at a bar, Froggy Bottoms, on the night of April 13, 2012. She had gotten a ride there from a friend, a recent acquaintance, a bar back at the establishment. His name, Nick Holbert. Authorities questioned Holbert, and he denied knowing anything, so law enforcement focused their efforts on Kelly's personal life. She was married but separated from her husband and was dating again. So officials looked into the whereabouts of her estranged husband and also her current boyfriend. Both had strong alibis. What you're about to hear is excerpts from an interview I did with David Marshburn, a self-proclaimed entrepreneur and bounty hunter who was drawn to help investigate this case on his own. So would it be fair to say you once were a bounty hunter? That is what people call me, and that's what people call me today, but we call it fugitive recovery agents, but, uh, excuse me, um, we, uh, my wife bonds them out, and I hunt them down, and that's, that's, that's the way we handle the bail bond business. Was it lucrative? Um, you got some good bonds, you got some bad bonds, but it's lucrative when you do it for the surety company. I've hunted down um, cartel members for the surety company, picked them up in Florida. Cartel? Yes, sir. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if they're in New York, Florida, California. If I get a call and I can find them, I'm going to get them. Sounds dangerous. 
It is, but it's fun. <laughs> it's real fun. Tell me about a close call. Um, close call, I got ran over. Um, we had $3,500 bond. The guy, um, we had pulled up behind the guy and um, jumped out on him on the first night. And uh, before he could take off or get the car in gear, I tased him in the neck uh, before he could move. Well, it, the taser was so close to prongs that it was arcing between and it was cutting it out so he couldn't, he could still move and maneuver. So he jerked the uh, taser prongs out, put it in reverse, totaled three cars that night, including mine. He got away from us. Three nights later, we find him at a gas station. We pull up behind him, block him in again. This time he's blocked in between the building and our car so he couldn't go anywhere. He still rammed the building, tried to ram the building, and then he backed up, and when he backed up, he ran over my leg. When I went down, my partner shot and shot him right in the butt, come out of his back, and then he stopped. We, are appre we pulled him out of the car, apprehended him, put him in handcuffs, and waited for the police to show up. So how many criminals have you captured, would you say? I'd say it's, it's in the hundreds, I'm sure. Um, if I had to guess a number, over 500 at least. So you, you reason that if you've been able to capture criminals on the run, mm -hmm. you could solve this mystery? Yeah. I figured that uh, if I can find somebody in another state, I'm sure I can find someone that's sitting still or missing or a uh, female. Any, everyone is meant to be found. Uh, another bondsman that worked for me, uh, I got frustrated one time and I was losing it. I was losing my cool. And uh, he calmed me down and said, look, just remember, everybody's meant to be found. You gonna find them. And um, so from that point on, my motto is everyone's meant to be found, so. <laughs> so do you, do you remember when Kelly Bordeaux disappeared? I do. Um, I was watching TV and news media come up and I think they had a uh, Amber Alert out of uh, they did some type of alert. They did the media. The media came out and said, uh, Fort Bragg soldier missing, last seen at Froggy Bottoms, last seen with a sex offender. And um, I think uh, a few days later, I saw the interview with Nick. And I sat back and watched it. And I told my wife to come in there and I said, look, he did it. He took her. He killed her. And she said, if you think that, why don't you go find her? I said, well, I'll try, you know. Well, where did you get that from that interview? How did you? His eyes, I used to play poker a lot, so I could read people very well. And his eyes, the way his eyes were, and he would squint them and he would twitch, his eyes would twitch. And just his motions and, and how he just, just cold. It's more like you can read into someone saying, okay, he's cold calculated, he's done something with her. And usually the last person that's with the person, the last person that's with a missing person is usually the one that done it. How big of a story was this? It was humongous. Uh, it was all over the national news. Uh, it got attention everywhere. Um, Why do you think that is? <clears throat> because she was a young female. She, Fort Bragg soldier. 
um, you know, it's a story. And I think all the media just attracted to it because of you got a sex offender, you got Kelly Bordeaux, she's a soldier, and then you got a bar. So all three things don't make a good mix. So it's a good story. But at the time, you didn't you weren't aware that Nick had a sex offense in his past, did you? I did. Um, I did when when he come up, uh, when the news media come out, she had been last seen with a sex offender is is the story of what was on the media. Um, and then uh, as it progressed, then you find out, well, the bar owner's not who he says he is. You find out more details and you got a bigger realm that you got to center on. You got to focus in on trying to narrow down who done it or who could potentially have done it. And you take Nick, you take the husband, you take everybody into consideration and then you weed it out. You know, I didn't want to get in trouble. This first PI case I ever done. The reason why I could be a PI is because I've done so much work on finding people and, and hunting them down as, as everybody calls it, a bounty hunter. So that's how I acquired my PI license. So actually doing a PI job was a little bit difficult because first of all, I've never done missing, I've done missing people, but I've never done missing person, you know. I've done hunting someone down, but not a missing person. Um, it's, kind of, it's two different things, though. <laughs> you know, you gotta really think about it. Um, where was I at? I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, too you know, I, I just what strikes me is that law enforcement was all over this. They were. Five hundred people were searching for this young woman. Mm -hmm. What made you think you could make a difference? You've well, never done this before. I know that, and I was a loner, and I'm always a loner. And what I mean by that is I do things on my own. I like doing things my way. And, you know, when you got all these searchers out there, you got, you know, you see it on the news, everybody's walking in the woods. Um, I like to go out there on my own and figure things out on, for my own. When I go hunt someone down, I don't like anyone that's with me, helping me to put their two cents in work because I like to focus on what I'm thinking and what I want to do and how I want to do it. And um, I guess it's controlling, I reckon, but I'm, I'm good at figuring out people, reading people, and, and knowing what their next move's gonna be or guessing what their next move's gonna be. But um, I didn't go out there with searchers. I did my own search. Um, but then it got, you know, several months into it, it got to the point where I'm just backtracking over everybody else. I wanna figure out where they have searched. So I do want some information. Well, I wound up calling uh, a reporter, and um, she gave me the name, a couple of names of two gentlemen that have done a lot of searching, and they could help me on where they have already searched. So I call them up, meet with them, and this is the first time I've ever met with them, and um, you know they tell me all the areas, and, and then they start giving me hints, uh, you know, helpful things that the police department have, have given them. I'll look north is what well, they would always say, look north. And um, so that's where it all began as far as my connection with other people in searching for Kelly. You know what? I, people go missing every day. Mm -hmm. What was it about this particular case that attracted you? Well, she's a soldier. Um, 
she um, female? You know, him making that, him being on TV and making that statement that he had nothing to do with it, and I knew he was lying. I mean, it was like an instant connection that I said, I know he's lying. That's ultimately what really did it, and plus, it, I mean, it was all over the news everywhere, and you're thinking, you know, you can help this person. You got you got all this information, you can help find this person. That's what you're good at, do it. And good at it he was. David Marshburg turned out to be very pivotal in this case. His sense of justice and dogged determination would help turn this cold case into a burning hot story. I'm Troy Roberts for the CBS News broadcast 48 Hours. To hear more on this story, Join us this weekend at 10 p.m. Eastern Time for the 48 Hours broadcast on the Kelly Bordeaux case, a look into her mysterious disappearance, the search and discovery of her remains, and the arrest and sentencing of her killer. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.